Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. A warm Wednesday morning. We haven't said that very much lately, have we? But we've got temperatures in the 30s around here, so if you want to enjoy those 30-degree temperatures, get up and at them. It's the shank of the day, baby, because it's going to be one of those upside-down days as the day goes along. Temperatures will get cooler, but uh, pretty much everybody in the area, everybody in the state now, is in the 30s. A few flurries or something flying around out there, but uh, we'll talk more about the weather as we go along this morning. Lots of chores to do on a Wednesday morning here at Wax. Bob and Jill with you this morning as uh, we keep an eye on what's going on as far as the markets, as far as the news, and uh, as far as the weather is concerned as well. One of the things we're following is our uh, FFA speaking contest. They're well underway now. The district competition just about wrapped up. And, Jill, is there one more coming up anytime soon? I think we've got another district competition tonight don't we yeah there's supposed to be one in whitehall all right so that'll be part of section three getting uh, that speaking contest wrapped up melinda goplin and her students will be hosting that tonight and we'll we'll get the results and of course the top two from the districts will go on to the sectionals and we'll get the sectional lineup as well as we go along so ffa members are very busy it's nice they can get back in front of each other and in front of the judges to do their speaking contest. So lots going on in the world of agriculture and, and meetings coming up. We do have uh, meetings coming up of interest around the area. What do we got uh, coming up today or in the next couple of days as far as meetings are concerned, Jill? Well, today Compere Financial is hosting a crop insurance meeting in Rice Lake at the Moose Lodge starting at 10 o'clock with the uh, Registration's at 10 with the meeting starting at 11. All right, so that is today. Hopefully you got registered for that crop insurance meeting, and uh, we can get that all taken care of as well. But there are other meetings coming up. What Farm First Dairy Co-op has their uh, annual meeting coming up uh, this weekend or Friday, Saturday in Alaska. What's that all about? I don't know. It's on Friday, Friday. and they're going to have some speakers starting at one fifteen. All right. So uh, a lot of things going on. We're getting back to some live meetings, and that is a good thing here. And uh, some of the states are relaxing their mask mandates, but... Uh, Let's not let down our guard. Let's uh, get this thing out of here, and we can go forward so we can have our our fairs and our festivals and all kinds of things this summer and have them live and in person because uh, that's the best way to do it. All right, we're going to check our weather. We'll check the markets. It's a busy Wednesday morning at Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, we were just talking about all the meetings going back face-to-face, and hopefully the fairs and everything else will be happening, so get your teeth fixed. You don't want to go out there with yellow teeth. (laughs) On Zoom, you can't see that so much, but uh, when you're face-to-face, so get over there. Maple Ridge Dental, great people. Boy, it's always fun. You know, it's uh, actually, I enjoy going to the dentist because they're such nice people over there, so get over there right on Craig Road. You uh, You can't miss them over there. If you need uh, dental work for your family, that's a great way to do it, to get to, uh, get your kids motivated to take care of their teeth. All right, let's take a look at what's going on weather-wise. And our weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. Hey, look at this. Markwart, Meyer, Ma- Markwart Motors is hiring for a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Markwart offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package, so apply in person or call markwartmotors.com if you've got skills for a metal technician in their auto body shop. Well, we've got a day that's going to be, as we said a few minutes ago, kind of upside down. It's going to be warmer now than it will be later in the day. High today, going to be about 35, and that fact, that's where we are right now. And we're looking to go down to about 13 overnight. Mostly cloudy today. Tomorrow, 
Oh, maybe a few snow showers out there, but a 90% chance we'll see some kind of snow. And cooling off, 28 for the high tomorrow, 27 overnight on Thursday night into Friday. And again, scattered snow showers on a Friday and a high about 35. And uh, breezy conditions, too, out there the next few days, so be aware of that. And then it's going to get kind of cold Saturday. It's going to be 9 above. And then on Sunday, partly cloudy with a high of 19 Right now, everybody around our area, I don't care, Eau Claire, Medford, Rice Lake, Wausau, Green Bay, Marshfield, across Madison, Milwaukee, everybody's in the 30s right now. And again, that's as good as it's going to get. Farm Tech Fest. This is a one-time fest as part of Farm Technology Days in early July. The fest will be July 13th, right across the road from Farm Technology Days, and it's going to be fun. Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, Madison County will all be there on a Wednesday night. I'm not sure what the show might sound like on Thursday morning. We might be kind of, we might be kind of out of it, but that, I'm looking forward to that because Clark County is going to blow it out this year with Farm Tech Days and Farm Tech Fest, something we've never seen. Hey, it's a minute after five. We've got to get some news this morning. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The CDC is pleading with states not to drop school mask mandates. Director Rochelle Walensky says now is not the moment. She told the news agency Reuters their guidance hasn't changed and still recommends that students mask up due to high rates of new infections. This comes as Connecticut, Delaware, New Jersey, and Oregon plan to end their school mask mandates. California will also stop its indoor mandate next week, and New York will reportedly do the same tomorrow, just not yet for schools. The ongoing COVID pandemic has been devastating for many kids. Dina Kodiak explains. The obstacles this generation of young people face are unprecedented and uniquely hard to navigate. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy made that statement in a Senate hearing on the mental health impacts of COVID on children and teenagers. Murthy noted that being a kid is hard enough and said COVID has prompted additional uncertainty and a nagging sense of fear about the future. He argued the U.S. is generally not doing enough to prevent and treat mental health problems. I'm Dina Kodiak. U.S. household debt is the highest it has been in over a decade. Brian Shook reports. Data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York revealed that household debt increased by $1 trillion in 2021. Household debt rose by $333 billion in the last quarter of 2021, marking the largest quarterly rate of increase in over a decade. Meanwhile, student loan balances decreased by $8 billion after nearly two decades on the rise. I'm Brian Shook. And Apple is boosting benefits for its retail workers in a tight labor market. The tech giant is doubling sick days for full and part-time employees in an effort to keep them and to attract new hires. The move follows complaints about workers losing pay because of pandemic-related state and local policies. The new benefits also include parental leave and emergency child care services. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And Jill has an interesting aspect of why that household uh, in or household debt may be high? Too much online shopping. You know that's probably true. People, it's so easy to just buy stuff. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. And before you know it, you got a big debt rung up. And click, click, click. You put it in your cart, and there you got it. All right, man. Oh man, cart your online cart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, be careful. We don't need any more debt. Four minutes after five o'clock here at Wax. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Hi, this is Lyle Miller from Chili Implement, and we've been listening to Bob Bosold for a long time on WAXX. Waking up at 5 a.m., he's one of the first voices you hear. If you want farm news and markets, he's the man. It's never a dull moment when you see Bob at the county fairs, always surrounded by pretty ladies. Congratulations. Bob on 45 years from all of us at Chili Implement in Chile. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. And again, a thanks to Lyle. And uh, while that may be the first time you think you've heard Lyle, you heard him for years and years and years. Lyle, well, I shouldn't, I don't want to emphasize that, but he's been around a long time. He's quite a musician, a keyboardist, and 
Lyle played keyboards. He still does at different venues, but uh, for years and years and years, he was a keyboardist with the Howie Sturtz Band. Remember uh, Howie and his group used to be so popular for so long, but uh, Lyle's still up and at him and playing music, and that's great. I always enjoyed listening to Lyle and, of course, Howie and uh, good stuff. Thanks, Lyle. Appreciate it. Weather-wise today... It's as good as it gets right now, temperature-wise. We're in the 30s all over the area. Mostly cloudy today. It's spitting out there a little bit, so uh, be careful. Some places it's kind of a drizzle. Some places maybe a little flurries. But, uh, again, the high you got right now is about as high as it's going to get. 28 tomorrow with maybe a little snow later on. And breezy the next few days, too, so be aware of that. Friday, 35 with maybe some scattered snow showers. And then kind of cold on Saturday, high only about 9 above. Sunday, 19 and partly cloudy, as we said. Right now, everybody's in the 30s, and that's going to be the warm temperatures for the day. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the early morning look at the markets. And Jill, livestock numbers to start. All right. Choice fed beef steers are 131 to 143 with mixed at 113 to 130. Choice fed beef heifers are 129 to 143 with mixed at 79 to 128. Choice fed Holstein steers are 110 to 126 and a half with selects at 80 to 109. Cows are 44 to 68, with a top of 82 and a half. Bulls are 70 to 103. Butcher hogs are 44 to 59, with sows coming in at 45 to 51. Boars are 15 to 20. New crop market lambs are 220 to 265. Old crop market lambs are 215 and down, with feeder lambs at 230 to 375. And at the Mercantile Exchange, mostly higher across the board in the livestock futures yesterday. We had uh, April live cattle were at 146.17. That was down 22, but then they went up. June 141.25 up 15. August cattle 140.12 up 32. Feeder cattle for March 166.87 up a dollar 85. April 171.77 up a dollar and a half. May feeder cattle 175.90 up 117. August 185.15 up 55. And September feeder cattle, 186.72. That was up 47. Lean hog carcass contracts, the April contract, 103.80 up 252. May at 107.50 up 267. And June at 112.75. That was up 237. And on the board of trade, easing of tensions in the Ukraine took crude oil way down yesterday. And we had a bean sale to China, but uh, prices were mixed. They were down, but then overnight, prices uh, back up again as we have March corn up six cents overnight, 638. The oats up a nickel at 751. March wheat was down a penny overnight after a good day yesterday. March wheat sitting at eight dollars a bushel. Soybeans, March up 13 at 1582. Meal up three at, uh, $457.50. And uh, the barrel cheese price down two at 187. Blocks unchanged $1.90. Butter down one at 250 and three quarters. Class three lower yesterday. February down 11, 2069. March down 25 at 2168. April down 21 at 2189. May down 24 at 2170. June down 13 at 2173. And prices were down through September. So that's where we are this morning at Wax, Rural Mutual Insurance, bringing us the markets 11 and a half minutes after 5. Temperatures right now in the 30s. They'll be that way for, well, I think most of the day. But later on this afternoon and towards evening, it'll cool off. In other words, the high temperatures you're getting probably pretty close to right now. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time once again on a Wednesday morning to talk to Brad Matson with Provision Partners Cooperative with facilities in central and western Wisconsin. Brad, of course, the lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. Well, you got the uh, corn planter out and calibrated and ready to go. It's getting to be about that time, isn't it? We should be looking at it, even if we don't get it out of the shed. Well, my gosh, I was looking at the calendar here the other day, and we're talking 45 days. We could be rolling here again. Last year, we were rolling the 25th of, started spreading, I think, the 25th of March, and we didn't put the spreaders away till Christmas Eve, so it was a short, short winter for uh, our applicators this year. And and uh, but uh, you know these forty degree temperatures is starting to get us thinking a little bit more towards spring. And and uh, like I said, that's uh, this year. I've been hearing from our customers some challenges getting parts and those types of things. So you may want to start looking a little earlier on getting your uh, tillage equipment, especially your planter, uh, ready for the spring. What are the keys when we do that, Brad? Because obviously, you've got to have it calibrated right because you got to get the seed in the ground. That's that's the important start to the season. It's probably one of the most important pieces on a farm of equipment. It doesn't have to be replaced. The neat thing about a corn planter, almost everything on it is rebuildable. So it's just taking the time and and going through the proper steps and and making sure that thing is tuned in. You know, it's pretty hard to get a 300 bushel crop with a 150 bushel stand. So it's really important getting that uniform depth, getting that uniform spacing, uh, and making that planter do what it's designed to do. And that's where, if you don't have a technician, so to speak, in the family. That's where the manual comes in handy and past history comes in handy. But like you said, key thing, everything in a corn planter pretty much is is rebuildable. And some of the things that I've helped people with over the years is uh, one of the biggest ones is just the chain. So if you don't have the newer hydraulic drive units or the, the gear drives and stuff like that, if you're running a chain machine, really check those chains over. You might think, oh, they're not that bad, but it takes very little play in that chain to cause a chatter, which will cause an issue with your stand. The other big one is your disc openers. You know, every manual will tell you what's the minimum diameter that disc is going to be. Make sure that you don't get down close to that, because even if you're close to it, you get halfway through that season, that disc wears down even a little bit quicker. It's going to really have an impact on those stands. Uh, checking the bearings and the bushings are are huge things. Anything that will cause a chatter or vibration in that system will cause seeds to drop out of the plates or the systems, which is going to have an impact on the stands. Another big one that we've seen many times is on the folding planters where they fold together and the, and the shafts connect. Are those dogs centered properly? If they get off, it causes an oscillation, which will cause some variation in, in plant stands. Came across that. We're seeing that more and more all the time uh, when we're looking at the data from the corn planters, seeing one side oscillating high and low on population with the buffering in the, in the monitor. You may not see it on the monitor, but looking at the raw data, you can see some of those problems with the corn planter. So some of it is use the monitors, but some of it is still your experience with that corn planter and knowing how it works. Uh, it, it's still good to have that expertise on the farm there. Whether you're, you're using your service people or, or someone else familiar with planters to have it checked over, the best investment you can do because, you know, once that corn comes up out of the ground, there's whole, not a whole lot you can do at that point to, to correct it. If you start getting a lot of doubles, it has a huge impact on, on yield and stuff because now you're going to turn some of those plants from a producing corn plant to, to two weeds, basically, at that point. They're sucking the water out, they're sucking the nutrients, and they're not giving you much of any year any year at all so uh it really starts to have an impact having empty spaces those skips out there are huge they're not as detrimental as uh as the doubles and triples but there's a spot there that you could have had another year you know you start talking you know another three thousand years you're talking 20 30 bushels really quickly and and that's not out of the realm there's been a lot of data and we talk about standard deviations so when we're evaluating stands in the spring we look at standard deviations and if you have a standard deviation of one, so that meaning that most of your plants are with one inch of what your ideal spacing is, there's really not much of a yield drag. But every one inch of standard deviation increase is a three and a half bushel yield decrease. I've checked planters and 
three to five is more common, and I've seen as high as ten standard deviations. So, tremendous amount of of uh, potential there to you know tweak a little bit more out of your yields and and those types of things. And and the other thing of you know besides spacing is a uniform form emergence because again, if those plants come up out of the spring, if they're planted a little deeper, or a little shallower, so it causes a emergence issue that can be huge as far as uh, what that affects you on the yield and i've flagged plants for many years and and those late late ones are basically become weeds and uh so that's constantly stealing yield from you so there's a lot of cases where you can sneak out an extra 10 to 20 bushels just by spending the time on your corn plant and there's some people out there who do phenomenal jobs with their corn planters, with the with what they're doing, setting up during the winter, and it, and they're seeing huge benefits from that. And that's Brad Matson. Thanks, Brad. Had a chance to visit with Brad a little bit yesterday, and uh, he's on top of that. And if you haven't gotten out there, and of course, depending on the type of corn planter you've got, whatever kind you've got, calibrate it, make sure everything is in good working order. Because as he said, it can mean a lot of bushels here if you. Uh, do it right or if you do it wrong so again get it on 18 and a half after five here at wax brought to you by chili implement in chile want a little drill with a big field performance chili implement has great planes compact drills like the 606 1006 and the 1206 nt in stock to help you with food plots pasture renovations food production and more available in 610 and 12 foot sizes these durable drills are ready to tackle the toughest no-till conditions with accurate seating if you're looking for small drill versatility and the productivity of a larger drill visit chili implement today and ask about the great planes line of compact drills Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Chile Implement in Chile bringing us our farm news this morning. Joe, what's going on? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about farm input expenses. So, farm input expenses are expected to be a record high this year, over $411 billion. That would be up 5% from 2021 with livestock expenses up 6% and fertilizer prices up 12%. But still, USDA economists are predicting net farm income this year will be higher again, about 26% higher than the 10-year average, and coming in at $113.7 billion, nearly $5.5 billion less than 2021, but well above the $90 billion average for net farm income from 2011 through 2020. One of the main reasons for the drop this year will be fewer dollars in federal subsidies for farming. In 2020, those farm subsidy payments totaled a record $45.7 billion, while payments in 2021 reached just over $27 billion. This year, those subsidies will drop to $11.7 billion. That's a lot of money, and of course, uh, federal subsidies are going to make a difference. But uh, again, net income supposed to be up, even though we're looking at these tremendously high fertilizer prices and other input costs. We've got more farm news we're going to take a look at, courtesy of Chile Implement in Chile. But coming up, the mink industry. Haven't talked a lot about that. But we'll do it next, right here on Wax. Switch your checking account to Royal Credit Union and discover a better way to bank. Royal Credit Union is a financial co-op, not a corporation. So we return earnings to our members. That means you get low or no fees for account services and better rates on deposits and loans. You'll also have all the digital tools you need at your fingertips. So managing your account is easy. Royal is ready to help you discover the credit union difference. Switch to Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash checking change insured by ncua the first voice of agriculture in wisconsin for over 35 years wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report one industry in agriculture that wisconsin is one of the nation's leaders in it's a rather quiet industry over the last few years that's the mink industry and of course our climate is conducive to good mink production which we still have a pretty sizable chunk but it is coming under fire. You drive around a, a mink farm, you see big fences around there to protect their animals more than anything. But it is an industry under fire. And Stephanie, you had a chance to talk to some people that uh, can give us an update on what's going on, not only around the country, but around the world with this industry, right? 
That's right. And people are starting to pay attention to the national discussion about mink farming. Animal rights groups are supporting a mink farming ban in Congress. And in Wisconsin, that discussion matters big time. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. As you said, Bob, Wisconsin is a number one producer of mink pelts in the nation. And while we know ourselves as America's dairy land, in other parts of the world where the temperatures are more chilly, we are known as a mink powerhouse. I talked to one of those mink producers, Valerie Zimbel. She's the fourth generation at Zimbel Mink over in Sheboygan Falls. And together we do a check-in on the industry, starting with how the past two years of the COVID-19 pandemic have impacted business. You know, we sell most of our mink internationally and which, you know, exporting is still is okay for us still getting them there. But it's really, you know, the sales of fur garments has gone down just because, you know, people aren't dressing up and going to dinners and going to galas and going out and about and, you know, going to, you know, doing things with their friends. So people aren't, you know, saying, oh, I need to get my new coat for this fundraiser, you know, certain things. People aren't really doing those things as much. People aren't really buying as many things. Mink are one of those animals that are susceptible to COVID. And I want you to just kind of describe that experience for us. It's kind of a unique situation for the mink industry. I mean, what did mitigation look like? Did you have to depopulate your population because of the spread of disease? The mink industry has a very high uh, biosecurity on the farms. Like that's just kind of standard protocol. And for us, we have actually a shower in, shower out policy for all employees, you know, just so that they don't bring anything. And this is before COVID, actually. Um, you know, we don't allow if somebody comes to tour the farm, they need to shower in and shower out and use the, you know, our dedicated things that stay on the farm. Now, unfortunately, it, it's harder, you know, we grew up running around the farm as kids going after school. So it's a little bit different, but, you know, it really cuts down with disease and, you know, we have a fence that other animals can't get in, rodent animals can't get inside. But as far as when COVID hit and, we, you know, with what we started seeing in, in Denmark, you know, we right away, our veterinarians were giving us advice and we were following the CDC guidelines of everybody masks up. And, and on a farm, you really do social distance from each other because you're outside and you're not really inside working with each other, you know, but we were concerned about our employees getting it as well. So we just required masks. We did temperature checks and we're still doing that. And all of our employees actually got vaccinated. We got vaccinated. We were like in the tier B, like right after the healthcare, like we were with like the teachers and which was awesome. You know, we got that opportunity to get vaccinated early and and so that's really what we've done is following those rules. And those are the things that our veterinarians were advising. And they actually got vaccinated three times for it. The mink got vaccinated, you know, which was at the cost of the farmers. So, you know, we are taking it very seriously. We don't want something that happened in Denmark happened to us. It's, you know, Denmark kind of was a, they kind of panicked and had to get rid of so many mink. And, it, you know, it was such a shame that that, that happened. So we actually hasn't really affect us because we haven't had an outbreak. So for us, we haven't really had much production issues because of it. The only just the production as far as there isn't a lot of buying right now overseas and in here because people aren't really purchasing. People aren't going places. I'm sure, you know, the loungewear companies, those are really booming. <laughs> Maybe there's a market for, uh, I don't know, right? mink, mink fur leggings for who knows. Once things, you know, get under control and as more people get vaccinated, it, you know, hopefully it'll it'll get back to normal. And I think all businesses really want that to happen, you know. And again, that is uh, Valerie Zimbel from Zimbel Mink over in the eastern part of the state in yeah, Wisconsin is a national leader in mink production, not only in quantity but in quality as well but uh, i know prices have been uh, hit pretty hard over the last uh, period of time because of uh, what's been going on around the world and uh, mink isn't uh, 
what it used to be. A lot of people uh, don't buy mink coats anymore, mink stoles. It's just uh, a different world for a whole lot of things, including mink. 27 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, we're going to get to some markets. Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock over in the Withy area. We'll get a hold of Rocky next, right here on Wax. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Thank you, Bob, for helping our Area 4-H members tell their stories through your radio interviews over the years. You are able to get even the shyest and youngest members to tell their stories on the radio. You made your guests feel so very special. Being on the radio with Bob Bosold was really a big deal for 4-H members. Bob, thank you so much for the many years that you you have given to helping 4-H members develop a positive difference in their lives. Don Dukershine, Chippewa County 4-H Youth Agent, retired. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Yeah, Duke, Don Dukershine, one of the nicest men I've ever met and one of the hardest working 4-H agents I've ever met and just was a just a ray of sunshine in Chippewa County with the 4-Hers, and a, I appreciate those kind words, Duke. Well, let's get on to the markets. Get over to uh, Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. You aren't even forty-five years old yet, are you? Ain't that kind of something? Actually, I tell you what, my birthday's in March. Yeah, and I'm going to be. I always got to remember how old I am. I think I'm going to be forty-four. <laughs> you weren't even a sparkle in your dad's eye when I started doing this. Yeah. Oh, wow. man. Oh, that's impressive. Well, I don't know if impressive is the right word, but uh, <laughs> we've been here a while, and uh, we appreciate all the all the good words from the, the folks we've run across over the years because we've truly loved what we're doing, uh, working with folks like uh, Rocky and the gang over there at uh, Premier Livestock. Well, sir, we should find out uh, what's going on. It's Wednesday already. What's been happening over there? I know the lot's getting filled up with that uh, machinery sale in a month or so. Yeah, no, I uh, got a nice nice start for the sale. I think uh, Kenny said the other day he thought uh, on the list they're not all there, obviously, but I think he said we had 40 tractors already. But, hey, we'll get into the uh, market reports. Uh, thank you, everyone. This is how the markets are shaping this week here at uh, Premier Livestock. Uh, high choice and prime Holstein steers much stronger this week uh, from 120 all the way up to 135 on the Holstein. Selects 105 to 119. Choice B steers and heifers 125 to 138. Market cows sold stronger. High yielding cows 67 all the way up to 85. Most cows 56 to 66. Market bulls stronger. High yielding bulls from 90 all the way up to a dollar nine. Lower yielding bulls 89 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday mostly from seventy to a dollar one. Organic market bulls up to a dollar twelve. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong demand. Mostly from eighty-five to two hundred and fifteen dollars per head. Your beef calves one thirty to three eighty. Holstein heifer calves ten to twenty. Today, Wednesday, nine thirty a.m. We have our hay auction. Then eleven o'clock a.m. Dairy cattle auction. We're expecting two fifty to three hundred head of dairy cattle for today. Uh, we are featuring a hundred Holstein parlor freestall cows. Uh, they're all coming off one dairy. Going to be all AI sired cows there. We also have several reputation loads of fresh two and three year olds, uh, including a nice group of registered cows. Uh, they're going to be the deep pedigreed kind coming from Todd Stanick. Uh, we're going to have 65 to 85 head of spring and heifers. Uh, we got uh, a couple red Holstein bulls. They're going to be AI sired and they're both going to be big enough and ready for cows. Questions on today's auction or any questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Uh, some upcoming uh, auction reminders. Tuesday, we're going to have our special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction. Uh, if you're looking for bred beef cows, we got two very nice, complete beef herd dispersals for this auction. Uh, we're going to expect about 125 to 150 bred cows, and we're going to expect five to 600 head of feeder cattle. Uh, then, like we said at the top, spring machinery auction coming up here March 25th. Uh, we did start taking some pictures yesterday. We're going to take more pictures this week, but uh, we're looking for a lot of this equipment to start coming in for next week. Uh, any questions on the equipment uh, to consign, give us a call, 715-229-2500, and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. You know, do you hire, you should hire, like, models to stand next to some of these tractors and stuff to kind of dress them up a little bit, you know how well, I... come on over in your spare <laughs> no, time. Not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody, some of these good-looking people will stand there in front of them and make the uh, machinery... <laughs> 
I'm sure that would uh, be interesting. Oh, boy, <laughs> whatever, whatever. So, uh, again, the auction is when? Uh, March 25th. And what's your deadline for machinery coming in there? Uh, we're probably going to say about the 1st of March. Okay. But, I mean, it's like I say every time. You get it in sooner. We, we're kind of the farmer's mall here, so they're yeah. in and out of here. It's the cheapest advertising you get if you get it in the lot right away. And it usually sells say, the best. I haven't been there. I haven't been by there for a few weeks, a couple of weeks. What? Uh, how full is the lot right now? You got a lot it, on there? It's not really. Okay. You know, everybody's right. getting it out of the yeah. sheds and okay. the snow banks and doors are froze. But, uh, yeah, next week it's going to start breaking loose. I mean, we do have several pieces, but... Uh, Next week's the week when a lot of the stuff's coming. All right. Sounds good. All right, Rocky, have a good day, and we'll talk to you in the morning. You too. Thanks. There goes Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. We are 26 minutes now before uh, 6 o'clock. I think he's back inside now. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 to take a look at our weather. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Uh, good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. I came out this morning, and I, I thought, Am I in Wisconsin? It uh, seemed a little bit warmer than it has been lately. Thought you'd be back in Hawaii with these temperatures. Maybe okay. Maybe that's well, an exaggeration. Give but... me a week, and I will be. <laughs> Come on, you got to rub it in. Uh, well, I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Well, uh, you'll be uh, you'll be missing it. Wait, when do you leave? I leave on next Monday. I leave on Valentine's Day. Oh, so you will get to see the cold uh, this weekend. Then uh, awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you for your show of support. <laughs> oh, I got you, Bob. <laughs> How so? But it's not cold right now, but it's going to get cold. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yeah, so today is kind of an upside down day. We've had actually a lot of those lately, but uh, today we're starting out in the mid 30s, but our temperatures will fall throughout the afternoon, probably about the mid to upper 20s by uh, later on this afternoon. Tonight, we'll cool down to the low teens with a couple chances of a few flurries. Now, tomorrow, we'll start the day with a little bit of uh, peaks of sunshine and temperatures inching up to that 30-degree mark, but we'll have more clouds moving in in the afternoon out ahead of this warm front that's going to start out bringing us a little bit of snow, and then it may even change into a little bit of freezing drizzle, a little bit of a wintry mix by tomorrow night, and can give us about one to three inches of snow. Otherwise, temperatures for Thursday night look to dip into, actually about to rise, I should say, uh, by the mid-30s throughout the night. And it's setting up for a warm start to Friday when we'll have another upside-down day. Uh, Temperatures falling throughout the day Friday. I feel like everything's kind of been backwards as these temperatures drop to about the low 20s later on Friday afternoon. But right now, again, a warm start in Eau Claire, 35 degrees. I'm Sky 113 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Single digits on Saturday, huh? Yes, sir. Looks like uh, probably mid-single digits at that, too. Oh, boy. All right, sir. We'll wait for that to happen. We'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later, Bob. Have a good one. You, too. There goes Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 with our look at the weather on wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers, and they want to say thank you. And they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930 or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Bob Bosold, I'm so excited to thank you for 45 years of outstanding, dedicated service to the agriculture broadcasting industry. It was my honor and privilege to work with you as a student in high school, then as an FFA advisor and agriculture education instructor, where you came endless times to do radio broadcasts with us. And now, as an executive director of Wisconsin FFA alumni, I am Cheryl Steinbach, and I tip my hat to you, Bob Wilson. Thank you for all you've done. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Man, I just love that lady, Cheryl Steinbach over there at Granton that uh, has done so much for that little school to put them on the map for FFA and agriculture and Jill's best friend. <laughs> I have to call her yet. Yeah, that's right. She's the one that sold Jill that $10,000 ticket that she won from the FFA alumni last week. 
Luck of the draw. Well, that's right. So I anyway. bet you wish you went over there and did that <laughs> interview, didn't well, you? Well, if I'd have been around, I might have, but <laughs> I was gone. But uh, So, Cheryl, thank you very much. Uh, well, let's get into the newsroom and find out what's going on this morning. Morgan McCarthy is with us. You ever won $10,000? Would I be here? <laughs> no, I have. Not, I am not lucky. You know what I won one time in my life, Bob? What? I won a coloring contest when I was in about third or fourth grade. I won a coloring contest What'd you for draw? the grocery store. No drawing, just coloring, just the coloring contest. It was an Easter coloring contest, and oh. I remember it clearly. We were we were coloring Easter eggs, and I won a little handheld game at the time. So there, that's all I have. So I think Jill has me beat at this point. I, get, I won. I remember one time I won ninety bucks in one of those buy a ticket. And oh I yeah. Thought, oh man, what a deal! I thought, wow, I'll go to Hawaii for a month, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll go back for a couple of weeks. But yeah. whatever. But uh, yeah, Cheryl Steinbach, what a what a jewel she is. Well, let's get uh, some news. What's going on? Absolutely, those headlines keep us in our area today. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Everyone is all right after a school bus crash in Eau Claire yesterday afternoon. Now, if you're a parent from a North High student, you probably know you got a message saying that one of the buses was involved in a minor accident at Old Wells Road in North Crossing. And no students were injured, but a school says a second bus was sent to make sure those kiddos got home as quickly as possible. In headlines from across the state, the family of two murdered Shano brothers will have to wait another year to see if they get justice. A judge pushed back Joey Nelson's trial for the murders of Nicholas and Justin Demel until next March. That's 2023. Nelson's lawyers say he needs a mental evaluation before trial. Now, the trial was supposed to start in June. Prosecutors now seeking the death penalty in the case. They say Nelson killed the brothers over a bad cattle deal, then burned or dismembered their bodies and tried to hide those deaths. We go to the level of the state and lawmakers were a package of Republican bills that aims to make it easier to remove people from unemployment and medical benefits got a public hearing. Now, here it was from the state assembly Tuesday. Representative Mark Boren saying there are too many people on benefits, not enough people working. Able-bodied adults are supposed to be looking for jobs or participating in the education program uh, if they're on this uh, on food stamps uh, or food share, as they call it. Uh, Also, um, there's supposed to be drug testing going on, but unfortunately, the administration has not been doing that. Other bills would require those on medical benefits to reapply for those benefits more often or be removed. Republicans say too many businesses are looking for workers. The bills, though, are unlikely to be signed into law. And from here in the Dairyland, instead, we'll take a little trip into the Bluegrass State. Chicken Little said the sky was falling, but in Lexington, Kentucky, it's not the sky, but uh, blizzards and buzzards are taking a fall out of trees. We're going to have to hear more about this. Similar to Florida's falling lizard alerts, the falling buzzard alert warns about birds whose wings have been iced over, preventing them from flying. The Animal Care Organization says it received multiple calls about falling buzzards during and after last week's ice storm. At least 35 birds were picked up and warmed in an isolation room. Authorities warned the public not to approach flocks of frozen birds, but to call animal care and control to handle the situation. I'm Michael Kastner. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. It's unbelievable what happens in some of those areas when the weather is not what they expect it would be. I mean, they have a rough time handling that kind of weather. you got to feel in a way, kind of sorry for them because they're not ready for it. Well, no, and the thing there is that kids, you know, will have no school, one, two inches of snow in here. Oh, yeah. It oh. has to be up to your neck before anything gets <laughs> called. We had a buddy in Tennessee had a couple inches of snow coming their way, and he was uh, messaging us asking for tips, basically, on how to get through, and we're like, get out there, shovel, you don't need a generator. That's for sure. That's right. Oh, man, unbelievable. All right, Morgan, thank you, dear. Anytime. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning as we take a look at our news, 18 minutes now. Before 6 o'clock, we'll get some more farm news coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got markets to get to, but uh, Jill, a little more farm news this morning. A coalition of farm groups is asking the Environmental Protection Agency to stop moving forward with its new waters of the USA rules. Those groups are concerned that the EPA is expanding its definition to those waters to include water in farmland that is far removed from any major waterway. National Corn Growers President Chris Edgerton, an Iowa corn grower, is concerned that an overly expansive definition of any rule may lead to more red tape as well as civil or criminal penalties for farmers. 
And USDA economists will issue their February World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates later this morning. Traders expect they will lower some of the ending stock numbers from the January report. U.S. ending corn stocks are expected to drop about 25 million bushels, down to 1.515 billion, while soybeans are expected to drop 36 million bushels, down to 314 million. Affecting those numbers are the expected size of the corn and bean crops in Brazil and Argentina, which are expected to be smaller this year. Because of dry weather down there, we'll find out. They're starting to get into those fields, and we'll find out some of the early reports. 35 degrees. We've got markets coming up on WAC. Brought to you by... by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you. And don't forget, at Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Congratulations, Bob Bosold, on your 45 years of being the voice of Wax Radio and being the light for the farmers in the area and also for helping Don ask the expert segment and just getting them online and helping support the farmers in Wisconsin to be the best alfalfa producers that they can be. Congratulations again, Bob, on your 45 years with Wax Radio. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Hey, you know, it's been a, a great run, and we're not done running yet, so <laughs> that's a good thing. 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. We're going to get to market. Let's go to the Equity Al Tuna Bar and find out what happened yesterday. Here's Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-five. With did top at a dollar forty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, a dollar five to a dollar thirty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty-four. We did top at a dollar twenty-eight. Choice Holstein steers, a dollar five to a dollar fourteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar four and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from sixty-nine to seventy-seven, with a top of seventy-eight fifty. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty-seven to sixty-eight. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty-six and down. Organic market on Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from. 80 to a dollar. We did top at a dollar three and a half. Bottom 20% of the organic cows on Tuesday sold from 79 and down. Cold bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $135 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $300 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on February 4th. Three to 600 pound beef steers, $1.20 to $1.84. Six to 900 pound beef steers, $1.15 to $1.00. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar forty nine. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar eleven. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy five to a dollar ten. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesday at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 18th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. More markets. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and having. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. We're going to get into the markets here, but I was reading an article and uh, came across it or not for uh, folks that are ice fishermen. Minnesota golden crappie, just a rarity. I, I don't know if you saw that article or not. No, I'm not much much of an ice fisherman, but uh, I know I love to eat crappies, whether they're golden or not, but uh, I've never caught one. So. Yeah, well, can you imagine the thrill he had? I oh, forget what God. Lake it was. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but we better do the market. Yeah, so, Bob, I'll do that. I thank you. And uh, good morning to everyone. A summary from the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out uh, from yesterday's auction with the organic cows. We sell certified organic cows every Tuesday here at Stratford. High-yielding organic cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 95 to 106.5. And they're lower-yielding organic cows from 77 to 90. On the conventional market cows yesterday's auction, uh, those were selling from 66 to 76. Uh, we've topped out this week on the cow market at 70. Uh, most of the cows this week continue to sell from 50 to 65. Thinner cows, plainer cows below 50. Cow market continues to look strong for the rest of the week. Uh, bull market, uh, uh, conventional market bulls mostly from 85 to 95. Lighter weight bulls below 80. Uh, and we'll have an update on the fed cattle. Uh, we saw most of the fed cattle, of course, today on Wednesday. Calf market this week, good demand in these bull calves, 75 to 175. Fancy bull calves earlier in the week, up to 205. Uh, very limited demand on these upper calves, beef calves. Good demand for those, 150 to 350, and we topped out so far at 365 on those beef calves here at Stratford this week. And we are at Wednesday, and we get underway this morning at 10 o'clock. Conventional market cattle today, uh, including market cows, fed cattle, as I mentioned, market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats all sold this morning, and we'll get to the feeder cattle probably around 12:30 here this afternoon. And don't forget, our auction tomorrow does start at 11 o'clock. Uh, full marketing day also on Thursday. And as I've been mentioning, uh, equity uh, throughout the state will be conducting sit-down uh, district meetings this year with full meal and everything. So I uh, believe if you're coming to the meal, you have to pre-register. But like I said, uh, that's on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and uh, I know you and Jill will be uh, uh, you'll be given the dates and times for those. All those are in March. But uh, So with that, Bob, we'll turn it back to you. All right, sir. We'll take it and talk to you in the morning. Sounds good, Bob. Enjoy the day. It's 34 degrees. Yeah, it's a nice morning out there, but uh, that's about as good as it's going to get. And Synergy Cooperative bringing us our look at the markets. Board of Trade overnight up six cents on the corn at 638. Oats up a nickel at 751. Wheat down a penny at $8. And March soybeans up 13 at 1582. Soybean meal 457.50. That's up $3. And, uh, Crude oil prices uh, went way down. I don't know if it makes a difference in the gas price anytime soon, but I sure hope so. Country elevator prices on our DTN screen, 578. The corn price at Golden Plump this morning. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, 579 on the corn. Soybeans, 1512 at Baldwin, Duran, and Elmwood, 1506 in Mondovi, 1501 at Fall Creek. 589, the corn at Osseo, 1512 the soybeans, 1498 the beans over at Stevens Point. Elk Mound, 584 and 1507. Sparta, 592 and 1508. At Ellsworth, the corn is 566, the beans at 1496. At Doomer's Elevator, Doomer's and Holman, Buck Country in Arcadia, 578 on the corn, 1516 on the beans. At uh, Wheaton Grain, Chippewa Falls, 583 on the corn, 1512 on the beans. Connersville, 583 and 1509. Ethanol Plants, 604. The corn at Boysville, 596 at Stanley, New Richmond, 590. Barrel Cheese down two at 189. Blocks holding at 190. Butter, 250 and three quarters. February Class 3. Down 11 cents, 2069. March down 25 at 2168. April down 21 at 2189. May down 24 at 2170. Once again, we're about 35 degrees right now, and that's going to be the warm temperature of the day under mostly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, about 28, and a few snow showers later on. Wax 104.